0: It's a very personal, very important thing. Are you ready, Jeff? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready,
1: brother. Here it is. Show me the money. I'm ready, bitch! What's up, guys? Welcome back to Under the Covers, uh, presented by No Easy Buckets, your host, Jacob. Uh, Clay and Mike is back with us this week. For, uh, best bets in week seven of college football. We're almost, we're basically halfway through the season. Um, it, you know, been fun so far. Uh, guys, what, uh, Clay, what happened last week? What was your, how was your, how'd your record go? Uh, we
2: had a uh, two and three last, two and three week last week. We, uh, we had a couple of 11 o'clock games that we were having as winners early that flipped on us all within a matter of 10 minutes. Uh, Missouri was rolling in South Carolina. And then the monsoon came through, and all of a sudden Mizzou didn't know how to play, play football. So they cost us there late with the South Carolina game-winning field goal, and then Syracuse lost at Pittsburgh in overtime. Those bit us. So we ended 2-3 and three on the week, now at 14-15 and 15 for the year. But I think this is the week we turn the corner, and this is that 4-1 or 5-0 and week we've been looking for. Oh,
1: of course. Of course it is. And now, Mike,
3: what happened last week, buddy? What up? You know, we, uh, we struggled. That was my first over in the history of No Easy Buckets Pod, just to oh, let you know. Okay. Yeah, I never had a, a winless week. You in blew this. It! That's exactly what I was telling myself. Every time a bet did not hit, Houston, Thursday night. I mean, if you didn't start out so slow in the first half, they almost backdoor covered. They lost by four, or yeah. they won by fourteen. It was a crazy
1: backdoor. They almost
3: yeah. It was like it was there. stupid. Luckily, I got Houston at six and a half live line first quarter, so I I recouped a little bit of my gain or my loss there. But either way, I was pissed off about Mizzou, but I didn't have them. But I definitely rode that. Um, Miami. I mean, why make one stop, please? <laughs> I mean, they could not stop. FSU. FSU jumped on them early, so that's that's the reason why that overhit. LSU-Florida, a minute and a half left in the game. My boy Burroughs throws a pick six to hit the
1: over. The <laughs> that one
3: was tough. Oh, and then I'll take Mississippi State blowing out Auburn at home. I, you can have my money. I was fine with that. So, yeah. between all those, it was frustrating. But, once again, we're here to move on, turn the corner, and let's put up some more four one you weeks. Blew it! I well, know. Lose our money, about. Mike. Shout out to Snitch, <laughs> and shout out to Rob. Rock and Rob. Yeah. Long time listener, big fan. Sliding in, uh, Money Mike's Twitter handle, giving us the Hawaii minus three. Clay, we know it's we wrote that a little bit. We're gonna show <laughs> we, some love. To
2: us. We. Uh... Big, big fan of the pod, Alex Taylor. He was over at the house. We had a little kegger for rough and Rowdy on Friday night, and uh, he got a little in the sauce and threw $100 on it, riding his fellow classmate from Magnolia Heights. And uh, Rocktober Rob came in successful, got everybody paid with that late-night Hawaii pick. So, uh, if Rob can keep producing those winners, we can probably carve out a little Rocktober Rob segment.
1: I mean, I'm not saying we can't. And we may hear from him a little bit later. We may have may have a new voicemail uh, from from Rocktober. And, he gave
3: uh, us, I mean, he gave us minus three.
1: Yeah. And t-
3: come to find out, Cole McDonald, the quarterback he, you know, gave me good compliments on in the message, didn't even play.
1: Yeah. He covered. Because that line flipped from minus three Hawaii to plus three, uh, whole, from minus three to plus three, like, within like five minutes. And we were yeah. like, what the hell is going on? See, that was, that was a, you know, can't trust Wyoming. I don't know why the, betters like that but that was a good cover by us or a good cover by Hawaii uh, kind of saving the day for a lot of us I know I took that game in a parlay and everything so uh, but other than that like you said Mike moving past the own five week everybody's getting better uh, everybody's trying to go five and0 um, there's nowhere to go but up from here might as well follow up own five with five and0 uh, but I wanted you to give us a little bit of a quick update on some of the futures we had
3: sure thing um, first off, let's talk about tiger high eight and a half win total clay was riding the over jay Mick riding the over they're four and two right now with the rest of their schedule looking pretty hefty um that bet doesn't look so attractive now that they've lost to two lane and um navy which two teams that aren't doing too great but either way
1: what are your what are your thoughts there on the rest of the season sticking with the under oh i had it over no you had the over man i had the over uh Man, I don't – I'll stick with it because they can get nine. Okay. If I could uh, go back and
2: revise, I definitely would. But uh, they got a tough two-game stretch. UCF coming to the Liberty Bowl this weekend, and then they go to Mizzou next week. So, honestly, the push is probably happening within the next two weeks. Is it eight or eight and a half?
3: Eight
2: and a half. Okay, well, it's going on during the next two weeks then. So, it was fun while it lasted. We didn't know Mike Norvell was – Not as smart as we thought he was, but, you know, you got to ride with the hometown team every now and then.
3: You do. You do. And we got Texas A&M, which was the one I love the most, under seven and a half wins. This one's going to be tight. They're either going to finish seven and five or eight and four. It's going to be one or the other. Four and two right now. They barely beat Kentucky, man. We were so close on getting that. And – That would have locked it in, I think. But you got South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Auburn all on the road the next three weeks, so that'll really play a factor in how we see if that's going to hit or not.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's a a team at the first of the season. We didn't think we're going to be, you know, very good at all. It seems like they're definitely more respectable than we thought. So the numbers for sure. Vegas knew what they were doing. Right,
3: and then you got Missouri, who is three and two right now. Devastating loss in the monsoon last week, but there's six and five, six and a half win total. I still feel like it's going to hit. They got Memphis at home. Now we know that's a lock. Uh, Kentucky, you got Florida. Those two are losses to me, but they're going to win out the year. Vandy, Tennessee, Arkansas. Boom, boom, boom. That's seven. We're cashed.
1: There you go. I mean, one of the, those last three games. I think there's potential for one of those, but you know, they'll probably be favored in all of them. So.
3: But I'll let Clay ask me or answer me this. Ole Miss, four four and two. There's six games to win on that line. You had the over. What do you think? Uh, it
2: depends on what they do this weekend, I believe. I think that will be the uh, deciding factor. If they uh, win this weekend, I think six or seven could be in play. But if they lose this weekend, I think it's a five win season. You're yeah. only
3: giving them one more?
2: I think they have one more non-conference, but I other think than they that, could I
3: would. Beat, they could beat South Carolina, maybe. I think. I mean, I don't, I'm not convinced South Carolina's any good.
2: South Carolina is not any good, but neither is Ole Miss. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you never know what might happen in that one if it's, you know, two questionable teams, but.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, I think the biggest lock of all locks in these win totals is Alabama, ten and a half. Like, they're yeah. not going to lose. Yeah. They're not. They're not. I think, I think
2: that was my lock, future lock of the year.
3: I it definitely you- was. It was. Congrats Starting to you. Early. I mean, George is going to do it too. I mean, they're they're ten and a half. They're going to clearly win that, um, unless they slip one against a, you know, home Kentucky team. But and then maybe slip up against Florida in the cocktail party. But I, I don't think that's happening.
1: No, they're probably they might maybe twelve and 12 and zero in uh, Atlanta. It probably will be. And then you got Florida
3: with seven and a half. That looks really good. Yeah, it does. Five and one. I mean, we definitely underestimated Dan Mullen in this first year coming into Florida, and it's definitely showing.
2: (laughs) Who would think they would be five and one with their loan loss being a home
1: loss to Kentucky?
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. And speaking of Kentucky, they're five and one. Their totals five and a half. So that's clearly –
1: Pretty sure I'd went under on that or push or whatever. Oh, we all did. All three of us did. <laughs>
3: we all we all rode against the
2: Stoop train and he proved us wrong.
3: He's getting eight this year. I'll take that as my take. Ooh. Eight wins,
1: eight and four. Hey, I mean, look. All I'm saying is they they won a lot of games early. We've seen it seen it many times. <laughs> they still got a chance to to go in the hole, but I think they have an out of conference game left. So oh, I know. They have and Bandy and Tennessee, so. Yeah, it's true. But crazier things. Um, I mean,
3: Vandy's three and three. JMX got the over on Vandy. <laughs> at four, can they pull out at least one more for the push? I,
1: I, I don't know. It's tough. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, those are, you know, a lot of those uh, we're, we're finding out a, more, a lot more about the SEC this week, you know, in the past couple of weeks. I mean, you know Kentucky goes on the road to A&M and you know even though a and M's not like a nine or ten win team like they still fought went into overtime they didn't even play that well offensively but still you know in that environment took it to overtime and probably could have won the game um, and then you got Mississippi State and Auburn like you know polar opposite, polar opposite views going into the game and now Auburn's looking like they're you know their offense can't get going for, for anything you know it's kind of justifying them struggling the early in the season and then you know, maybe maybe Mississippi State has figured out how to game plan in the SEC. Maybe Morehead is is taking that step. So, you know maybe that defense is that good. I think it's pretty good. I think yeah, I think I think the defense is going to be fine. I think it's just us being able to have the right plan going into uh, each matchup. Because I mean, that's what we saw. He was trying to run scheme over like game plan, I guess, like his his game plan over like planning for the. The opponent, and you know, it didn't work out for two weeks in a row, but you know, he did the right thing for Auburn. I mean, if you take out the
3: 125 or so penalty yards against Kentucky, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I feel like they don't give up 28 points, which, but either way, uh, eight and a half that for Mississippi State, speaking of that, that's definitely a lock on the under. They're not winning nine, there's no (laughs) way they're gonna take
1: it, have to take an upset for that. So big game in two weeks. States, Mississippi State's on a buy this week. They got LSU, who's going to be coming off possibly two losses with Georgia going into Baton Rouge this weekend. So um, I don't know if that's good or bad um, if they're coming off two losses, but uh, but still, I mean, that's a that's a game that looks winnable now. Um, oh, for sure. Based I mean, on last week, so. I just don't like them on the road. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It'd be interesting to see that line on Sunday or Monday. So. Other than that, let's uh, let's uh, let's get into the bets this week, uh, so we can give them some winners. Let's uh, let's start with you, Clay. What's your first game this week?
2: All right, we're going to start with a game that I will be at attendance in in the Liberty Bowl. The defending national champs rolling into town. They're red hot. We have UCF minus four at Memphis. Now I know the last three games, the last three national telev- televised games on ABC in the Liberty Bowl, Memphis has pulled off big-time upsets. In 2015, they beat Swag Kelly and the Rebels. 2016, they beat Houston. 2017, they beat Chosen Rosen and UCLA. I was actually out at your apartment, J-Mac,
0: that weekend
2: watching that game. But this is where the train stops with their ABC magic. UCF has won every game by at least 20 points this year. They're rolling. Last year in the AAC championship game, Mackenzie Milton threw for 494 yards against this Memphis defense. He got banged up last week. He actually left the game, but he came back, played, because he's a trooper. He's Mackenzie Milton. I think uh, the Memphis defense has no answer for what he brings. I think Memphis will be able to keep up with the score early, but eventually they'll just tire down. and will not be able to keep up with it. I think it's a two-touchdown game here. Mike Norvell makes a couple mistakes, like Mike Norvell does. UCF gets a big time road road win in a sold out Liberty Bowl, nonetheless. But UCF not a sport I definitely bought,
3: I definitely bought in on that for sure. And I was at that Houston game two years ago, and what was, was that
0: quarterback?
3: Greg uh, Ward, but it was Herman's last game yeah, Greg Ward, Ward yeah. Was Tom Herman's last game as a Houston coach, and he, like, immediately like announced right after that game that he was going to Texas, and it was just like that team. That that team knew he was already gone. I mean, either way, that's a that's going to be a blowout. I mean, they win by two touchdowns, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Am I, I mean, in my,
1: yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this game a little bit earlier in the week because this was one of the first lines that came out on, uh, I guess, Sunday night that uh, was like UCF plus five when I first saw it, or, yeah, minus five when I saw it. And I just, yeah, I mean, I, they're probably going off the history of the matchup and it being on the road and what, you know, like you said, the history of Memphis playing on national TV. But I just don't see uh, – UCF's better. Memphis has gotten worse. Their quarterback play is not close to the level that it's been. I think that's going to be a big, big factor.
3: They laid 35-and-a-half on UConn last week.
1: <laughs> so was everybody. I
3: know, but typically that's the one they they would drop.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're polar opposites this year. But um, but yeah, so you're taking uh you're taking UCF uh, to to bring it home there, um, Clint. And uh, what's your uh, what's your first game, Mike?
3: Well, my first one is going into the. I got a few SEC games, but my first one's Florida mm-hmm. uh, laying seven at Vanderbilt. I know this is one of those games where it's like, okay, you got to. You got a team that's won some really big games the past couple weeks. This may be a trap. Bandy's horrible. I think seven's too low. Vanderbilt—they're five. They've only covered five in their last fifteen against the spread. Uh, they're two and six against the spread at home, and they're one and twenty-two straight up against Florida in the past twenty-three years. I know we're not taking the money line, but either way, this is not a game Bandy drops or Florida drops. And also, Dan Mullen, I did a little research. Dan Mullen, he's 7-1 on the weekends before his bye week. So he gets the boys ready. He's always played some cupcakes, and he always beats their ass. So I feel like here's what it's going to be. They're going to dominate because they got to rest up on a bye week to get ready for Georgia, which will be a lot more exciting now than it ever was. And they've covered five out of the last six. Florida has. They're hot.
1: Wow, and you got that game too, don't you, Clay?
3: Yeah, that would be my second pick. I'll go ahead and just win yeah. that one.
2: Uh, you Florida's rolling at this point. Dan Mullen's got it clicking. They uh they suffered the first, I mean, the first loss against Kentucky. Mullen walked into the locker room after the game, told them, "All right, we tried it your way. Now let's do it the Dan Mullen way. It's clicking." Vandy's last three games, they lost 37-14 at home to South Carolina. Then they pulled out a tight one, 31-27 over Tennessee State. Last week they lost 41-13 to at Georgia. This Vandy team's not good. I think Florida wins probably a 17-point game, probably 27-10 to here because Florida won't score a lot. But that's the second pick right there, Florida minus seven. And everybody knows when me and Money Mike are on the same picks that those are guaranteed locks.
3: Absolutely.
1: Always. Always. You know, what's your uh, – so, I mean – I like this game too. I mean, there's, I guess you could say like potential for a slip up with them coming off, you know, three good weeks in a row. But like you said, the history's there with Vandy, like Vandy hasn't really, uh, you know, played played that well in the past few weeks. And and Florida seems to be able to run the ball consistently enough. And th- that defensive line has been playing a lot better. I was, uh, you know, they, they got some studs there. So um, I think that's pretty, you know. I think they're going to walk into that, uh, Georgia game. What, like be five and one or six and one. Yeah. Six and one.
3: Yeah. Six so, and one, man.
1: Uh, that's going to be a crazy matchup. Is, uh, does Georgia have a bye week before that too? Do they both schedule it that way?
3: They play LSU this week. They play, maybe they do have a bye.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure. I think they both may do the, uh, like bye week before that game. Um, kind of like LSU and, and, uh, Bama usually try to do that before theirs. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, both of y'all have uh, that game. Mike, what's your, uh, what's your second pick?
3: My second pick is staying in the SEC. We got Missouri at Alabama, Crimson Tide. The mm-hmm. over-under is 74. We're rolling on the over. I mean, I don't know how you can't go with it. You got two of the highest explosive quarterbacks in the league right now, Drew Locke on one side and Tua on the other, who hasn't played in the fourth quarter yet, which is amazing. But you got these two schools ranked in top 30 in the nation for points scored. The total for Missouri games have hit six out of the last eight on the road. And the total's gone over six out of the last seven times for Bama, straight up. If you let boring Arkansas hit 31 on you, I'm going to assume Drew Locke is going to get his buckets and help out with Bama's 50. They're going to lay on the Tigers. So we're rolling with the over 74. Plus, Bama's going to turn the ball over. Their margin is negative seven in their combined three previous games. And I think Mizzou's going to get some garbage TDs just because of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, with Arkansas doing what they did uh, the week before or, you know, last Saturday, I mean, you would think that Drew Locke, who's still looked at probably as a first-round pick um, in the next level, is, uh, you know, will be able to manufacture something. But, you know, he he didn't show up in the second half against, against South Carolina, so who knows. Um, it was pouring uh, rain. Give him a break. <clears throat> hey, I mean, it's going to be raining in the next few years. you got to be able to play in the rain. You know, get out of the elements, man. <laughs> but, uh, Clay, what's your uh, what's your next game?
2: All right, the next game we got got uh, – we're going down Bayou. LSU Georgia under 51. Basically, LSU offense sucks under Joe Burrows. I mean, he lit up Ole Miss, but all three of us could light up Ole Miss. Uh, last two games, SEC games for Georgia, they've allowed 12 and 13 points respectively. LSU would have only allowed 20 last week, but like we said, the uh, pick six late by Joe Burrows, so they allowed 27, but the two SEC games before that, they allowed 16 and 21. I think it's just a a low-scoring game at night in Death Valley. I think it's a 27-20 or 24-17, but I think Georgia would win. LSU can't score much. This Georgia defense is good. LSU probably can't get out of the teens at best, even if they got there. So I think it's under fifty-one, and we hit our under last week. So we're on a roll with these unders.
1: Yeah, uh, that's this is the game too. Like uh, Burrow made some decent throws, but his receivers haven't really stepped up this year. You don't know. I don't know if there's any of those NFL uh, level guys with LSU like in the past. Um, and like you said, uh, even if they get to the teens, like this could be a game where it's like ten to three for like the first three quarters, and then Georgia wins, you know, twenty four to three or something like that. You know, like two too late touchdowns. You know, looks like they dominated the game. Like I, I, that's kind of how I see it playing out. It Could be like twenty four to ten, something like that. I think the unders probably. Uh, you know, both teams are going to run the ball because uh, I mean if if, if Florida ran it on LSU last week, so I think George is gonna definitely try to control the clock and just, you know, make from have to make uh, minimal throws, but he'll the throws he makes will probably you know end up in T D. So
3: Don't be shocked if Edo gets a dub though. I mean, <laughs> we can't we can't be surprised anymore.
1: You can't. It's a home game. I mean
3: crazy things happen down there.
1: They do, they do. I mean, they're coming off a loss too. We don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he's able to to get them to play up because of that, and maybe the, you know, uh, the line else? is seven.
3: I mean, I may dabble a little on LSU catching seven. I, I may. Mm-hmm. I don't know for. I mean, it's. I'm going to wait a little bit longer if it gets any higher than seven, like to eight. I may roll LSU.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, let us know. Let us know on Twitter too what you're doing with those uh, with those up to date lines. So. Um, yeah, so you've got uh, you've got the under uh, in uh, LSU, Georgia, Clay. Uh, what is your uh, – what's your next game, Mike?
3: We've got a real barn burner with uh, Nebraska at Northwestern. Ooh. i got Northwestern laying four. <laughs> Obviously, we all we all have no interest watching this game, but I'll at least find some value while kicking a team while it's down, especially Nebraska Cornhuskers. They had one again this year with the new head coach, not a good start. Uh, Scotty the, Frost. Northwestern hasn't really done the same. I mean, they have done the same. They're about two and three. So,
1: coming off a big win versus Michigan Coming off a
3: big win against Michigan State, which I don't think Michigan State's that great, but no. which I bet on them last week, so I'm kind of bitter <laughs> about Michigan State. But either way, Northwestern, they've covered 10 out of the last 13. Unders actually not a bad play either. It's 59 and a half. Both offenses are struggling terribly. Um, but Nebraska's defense is so bad. I think mm-hmm. Northwestern will win by a touchdown at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – like you said, Nebraska's headed for a, a rough season. You know, Scott Frost looks like a good guy, but he's going to have some boosters pretty pissed off after this one. Um, so you got, uh, you got uh, Northwestern minus four? Correct. Uh, what's your next one, Clay? All
2: right, we will get back to one of our favorite players in college football, Will Greer. Mr. Greer, he struggled last week against Kansas at home. They won 38-22, to but he threw three picks inside the red zone. Not not his normal stuff. So he goes to Iowa State this weekend. They go to Ames. I think he bounces back. Iowa State coming off a big road win at Oklahoma State, 48-42. But like we like bet on Iowa, Oklahoma State earlier this year, and Texas Tech rolled there. I think uh, Will Greer, he's out of the Heisman running now because, honestly, to keep up with Tua, you have to play perfect every week. But I think he uh, gets it back this week, gets back to All-American status, and has a big week in names. And West Virginia rolls by two touchdowns over the Cyclones.
3: Yeah,
1: like you said, that he had all those red zone picks. I mean, that game could have been, you know, 50, 60 points, an easy, an easy cover there. Uh, I hate betting against Iowa State. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: they are. They're so
1: scary. Yeah. They uh, – what was it I heard last week that um, – I heard Stucky and Colin talking about it, that they brought out some quarterback that hasn't played all year, and Oklahoma State had no idea what was going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, did, Brock Purdy. He went Purdy. 18 for
2: 23, 318, and four touchdowns. But West Virginia will get film on him this week. We're not oh,
1: worried yeah. about first Right. That's a gimmick game you take on the road or something like that where you think it's a winnable, winnable place. Like, that's why they do that. They're like, oh, this is a game that, that we can get at this time in the season with nobody. So, I like that one. So, you got uh, – what was it, West Virginia uh, minus what?
2: Minus six.
1: Minus Good six. Good number. There you go. Um, and what's up next for you, Mike? Well,
3: speaking of the pokes, I got Oklahoma State minus seven at Kansas State. And yes, they dis came off of, I guess a loss they weren't supposed to lose, of course, with uh, nice Iowa day. State dropping in at home, but we got to buy in when the stock's low. So you got Kansas State, they've only beaten two teams. UTSA is trash. South Dakota State is trash. Oklahoma State. You know, I think this is a good bounce-back week for them. On the road, they're 8-4 and, t- eight and four against the spread. Offensively, Oklahoma State just has too good of an offense, and Kansas State's defense is just so bad. They're ranked 100-and-something in scoring defense. I just think it's a good time for us to buy in on a low value, which is OK State minus seven.
1: Yeah. Kansas State's been awful this season. They're they're very bad. Um I think you're right, buying low on a team that obviously has skill and talent and they could put up a lot of points. A uh, couple – you know, they, they did – they sandwiched a win versus Kansas in between that Texas Tech and Iowa State loss. But this is clearly the <clears> – <throat> you know, the, the money's against them based off of last week, so I think it's a good spot. And it's like
3: even money right now.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so. that's – roll with the pokes. Um, and Alex
3: Dalton, the quarterback, is – he missed last week for Kansas State, and he's questionable this week. So,
1: yeah, and <laughs> then he's still not very good.
3: So. No, he's horrible. <laughs> Even the other guy, he's more of a run guy. I'm pretty yeah.
1: sure. Yeah. Uh, so you're taking uh, a OK, OK State minus seven. Uh, what's your next one, Clay? All
2: right. Last but certainly not least, I am rolling with. Arkansas plus seven in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium against my Ole Miss Rebels. Got a little disclaimer, I have to say, before we get into this game. I've called a little grief about how much I like to bet against Ole Miss, Hmm. My, my alma mater. Everybody out there knows how much I love the Rebels. This is solely an indication of how disgusted I am with the administration and the coaching situation and the ability to make money on them when they're so low. It's nothing to do with the players. Those guys are legends. What they did in Startville on Thanksgiving night last year, I'll I'll always think those guys are legends, the players. But the coaching staff is terrible. So, with that being said, is Wesley McGriff still the defensive coordinator this week? Yes, he is. So, we'll take Arkansas plus the point. (laughs) There was a play last week, Ole Miss on defense at midfield, lined up against the slot receiver, a 5'8", 160-pound slot receiver, fastest guy on Louisiana Monroe's team. Ole Miss, in coverage, had Ryder Anderson, a 6'6", 265-pound defensive end from Katy, Texas, lined up against him. Of course, the kid ran a quick slant. He beat him by five yards, hit him in the hands. He dropped it. That's why he plays at UL Monroe. But if they're running those type schemes, that's all you need to know. So that's the only research I did here. Is Wesley McGriff still employed by Ole Miss? Yes, he is. So we'll fade him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like that. I know we talked about that line a lot too. And I mean, you know, you're catching some grief, but you got to make money off of it. I mean, I would do the same for state. You know, took the money line, took a Florida money line a couple weeks ago. So you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like you said, War Memorial. It's Arkansas. Looked like they improved a little bit last week. I think that the the value is obviously there for them to do that one, to, to, you know, to do it, so, to, to take them. So I fade my alma mater
3: all the time. <laughs> I mean, not as much as clay, but
2: and I put a million dollars on them every time. Not say. this place, but I had yeah. it week's
1: Yeah. But I mean, Hey, if I'm making millions of dollars on it, I'm, you know, I'll take the hate. That's
2: There's actually, a degree.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's been more times I've actually bet with the dogs
3: than against them, but yeah. it's I always, I always pick the wrong side.
0: <laughs>
3: actually, no. Ole um, Miss, Nick Fitzgerald's first time in Oxford. Mm-hmm. I took his catch at 14. That was the easiest money <laughs> of all time.
1: Oh yeah. You usually get some values in the egg bowl depending on how each, because it's, if you, you know, the, the home, the hometown fans know how, uh how it's going to be more often than not. Um, so I think you got one more game left, right, Mike? Yeah, I do. Yeah.
3: Which is another highly anticipated game that we've all been talking about since Monday. UAB minus sixteen and a half at Rice. The the Owls, as they say. The Rice is one of the worst teams in the NCAA. Um, they're one and five this year, two and four against the spread, and two and seven at home, to say the least. UAB, big win last week against a lot of tech. They were a nine and a half point dog, went into LaTeX and got the win. They're four and one against the spread. They have the second ranked pass defense in the nation and sixteenth in points allowed. Rice, their defense, their offense is not even existent, and they've allowed a hundred and sixteenth. They're a hundred and sixteenth in points allowed. So I think this is just a trample. Three touchdowns, easy.
1: Yeah. UAB is actually they've they've been won some good played some good games this year. I know uh Colin really likes them on for Action Network, so they've, uh, you know, coming back, glad they got the program back. Good to see those guys down there do good. Um, all right, so uh, that's five from each of you guys. Um, y'all mind running through those real quick one more time? will start with you, Clay.
2: All right, we got uh, the Golden Knights at Memphis, minus four. West Virginia fighting Will Greers, minus six at Iowa State.
0: LSU-Georgia
2: under 51. The always love Dan Mullen, Florida Gators, minus seven at Vandy. And then we got Pig Suey, plus seven at War Memorial against Ole Miss.
3: I've got Florida uh, laying seven at Vanderbilt. Bama, Missouri, over 74. Northwestern, minus four, hosting Nebraska. Oklahoma State minus seven at Kansas state with my boy, Bob Schneider. And then you got UAB minus 16 and a half at rice.
1: There it is. Let's make them 10 and 0 Let's go uh, off your own five week, Mike. I think you, I think you're gonna have a good week. So, uh, God, I hope so. All the, all the good jujus coming towards you now. Um, you've gotten, uh, you've gotten that own five week out of the way. So, um, but, yeah, so those are the picks. Those are the ten picks from each of us. Wanted to run through some money lines. I think Mike's got a couple he wants to throw out, too. Um, last week we gave, I gave you uh, Mississippi State and uh, Texas, which, which hit. Also threw out Virginia Tech, which I thought that was, a, you know, a game that they might take in Blacksburg. It was crazy for the first couple quarters. But uh, Notre Dame, who now looks like maybe one of the best teams in the country, uh, you know, pulled it out. So It uh, could be the real deal. They could be. That quarterback really changed a lot. I'm glad they, they better be glad they changed or they, that, uh, that new guy is uh, looking like a stud. Um,
3: it's one thing to lose a bet, you know, on a close play, but it's yeah. another thing to get your bet completely wrong. So the Hokies <laughs> failed.
1: <laughs> yeah. So at least we got two. At least we got State and Mississippi State and Texas uh, on that one. Uh, but this week, I really like uh, LSU – or not really, really like – I think there's some value at LSU plus 255 at home. Uh, we, we went over that game, both of us. But I think, you know, a night game in Baton Rouge, two SEC games, these teams don't play each other that much. Uh, I mean, if if ever, very rarely, you know, every every five or six, six years. So, I think there's some uh, – coming off a loss, I think there's a little bit of value there. Um, I talked to you all earlier about Oregon, who, uh, you know, besides that crazy loss at Stanford, they've really been kind of taking it to the Pac-12 – um, they may be looking like the, the team to beat out there if they can run the table the rest of the season. They play uh, at home versus Washington, and they're are uh, underdogs plus one twenty-five. So it's not a huge, uh, a lot of money to be get to be made there, but I think that's one that you can throw into some parlays that might be uh, might be worth it. And then uh, I like uh, Wisconsin on the road at Michigan. Michigan's been playing well. Uh, but it's one of those Big Ten games where you know you could see Michigan or Jim Harbaugh coming out and laying an egg. Wisconsin's a tough team; they can come out with a with a really strong game plan and uh, could easily make that uh, you know in the trenches game that you know is one score, low scoring like that. So, um, but uh, but those are my three: LSU, Oregon, and Wisconsin. And also you know Clay throughout the Arkansas. I think they're plus plus 220 money line versus Ole Miss. So, there's uh, also some value there.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's Arkansas plus 220. That's definitely attractive. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one of mine as well. I mean, if you're going to take the Little Rock thing back to order, I mean, Little Rock is a tough place to play. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, I think Ole Miss has had – I don't think – have they won a game in Little Rock in the previous, you know, decade or –
0: Oh, so. man, freeze
2: Freeze's first year there, last second field goal. Me and Snitch were there. Big shout-out, Snitch.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, either way, I've always heard negative attitude. to Oh, maybe it's Fayetteville. That's yeah. it. Old oh, this is not good in Fayetteville. Little Rock, they do okay. We're actually vice versa. We do horrible in Little Rock and great in Fayetteville <laughs> for some reason. But either way, uh, my other parlay <laughs> – oh, not parlay, uh, Money line. I got Navy plus 210. Uh Temple's road defense – or on the road, their defense is ranked 85th in rush defense. Navy's Mm -hmm. got the second best rush offense in the whole nation. Um, I think this is going to be a game that, you know, we know Jeff Collins in the Orange Bowl against Georgia Tech could not defend a uh, triple option to save his life. And we know that he's coaching Temple. Navy's going to run it on them. And I think this could be a good – I mean, good value just because – I mean, Temple's only a seven-point favorite. So, I feel like this is an neat – not an easy one, but I think Navy could get it done.
1: Yeah, for sure. I like that. I mean, uh, always like those uh, those service academies against the bad rush defenses. Uh, it's kind of weird that that game, uh, you know, being at Navy is uh, – you know, they're, they're that big of an underdog because both teams are kind of just mediocre. Um. But uh, I would probably take the plate Navy in that one for sure.
3: Yeah. And then my last yeah. one, South Carolina, plus 115, hosting a and M. I I mean, a good win last week against Missouri. Yeah. Um, but, of course, I, don't, I think A&M, you know, they could slip up here. Not to say that they're a bad team. I think A&M's, you know, look good some weeks, look bad the others. But, you know, squeaked by at Kentucky last week. I mean, I, I'm just valuing the home field advantage more than anything.
1: Yeah, Bentley's supposed to be back too for for uh, the Gamecocks, so
3: maybe why that's the li- that maybe that's why the line is so low. Then I mean, A yeah. and M's a two and a half point favorite, so mm-hmm. you might as well just take South Carolina. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I like that one too. I, I, I looked at that one, um, but yeah, I think uh, any other. Uh, we're gonna any other thoughts? You guys ready to move to the voicemail
2: before we. Uh, Get to the voicemail. We'll do a little uh, shout-out to last week's voicemail. Snitch spent five minutes talking about uh, how high he was on that Kentucky team, how high he was on the All-Americans on both sides of the ball. And what did they do? They went and laid an egg at Texas A&M. All-American Benny Snell did not even touch the ball in overtime. So, before you call back in with some more uh, teams that you're high on, Snitch, let's uh, reconsider before running that mouth.
1: (laughs) I mean, they got All-Americans on both sides of the ball, but you got Mark Stoops on the sideline. So, always got yeah,
3: to in back. But at least we're taking his request of <laughs> taking Arkansas because he begged it on that he voicemail. Did. He did. He's like, let's do it. Let's do so it. So,
1: appreciate appreciate Snitch, of course. Um, we're uh, – believe uh, Clay and I and, uh, and Mitch are taking uh, – recording the Grizzlies preview on Sunday night. So, that will be coming next probably Tuesday or Wednesday as we get ready for the NBA. So, be on the lookout for that. But, yeah, so we got a new caller this week, Rocktober Rob. Um, He didn't really say his name in there, but we wanted to give him a shout out for giving us the Hawaii pick last week. And uh, let's see what he's got uh, for this week.
2: Yeah, everybody, long time listener to the pod here, first time caller. We want to talk about Hawaii. Everybody wants to talk about the two quarterbacks from Hawaii, two attackable and Mackenzie Milton. Deservedly so. Great quarterbacks. Nobody wants to talk about the quarterback at Hawaii. Cole McDonald, 24 touchdowns on this year, two interceptions. Injured last week, Kawhi covers by a point. Going into Provo this week, eight-point dogs. I got him covered. 3 and his road underdogs this year. And he'll probably rate me over the Coles for this one. But I think the Liberty Bowl claims another victim Saturday afternoon. I got the Tigers in an upset over McKenzie Milton on the Golden Knights. Love what you're doing, guys. Keep it up with the pond.
1: There it is, for October Rob. So Rob with
2: the Liberty Bowl claim.
1: Thoughts? He's thinking the he's oh. thinking Memphis can pull it out.
2: He he's riding the ABC special.
1: Yeah.
0: there.
2: just got to say, Rob appreciate the commitment to not mentioning Jordan Tamu as a Hawaii quarterback. That's how you stay grounded for your state. Never lose sight of who you grind for, Rob.
1: You got to respect <laughs> it.
3: No love.
1: Yeah, I actually saw that Hawaii game too, going on the road. Uh, his number—I don't know if you could hear it—it it was a little bit mu- a little bit uh, muffled, but it was—they're uh, three and zero as road underdogs this season against the spread. So, um, so yeah, got man, I think
0: eight.
1: yeah, got him catching eight. That's a big number. Uh, BYU notorious, to, you know, low-scoring team. So, uh, you know, that's not a bad if McDonald Cole, Cole McDonald's back this week. So. Um, it's pretty, you know, that's a decent line to take too. I'd be happy
3: to give him another shout out if he even hits one of those. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not to say that he could hit both, but if you hit the Hawaii one, man, I'll have to feature Hawaii in week eight as a, I'm going to pick the game no matter what. So we'll, we'll do a special.
2: Oh, we'll be opening with a Aloha theme song next week. If Rob keeps these (laughs) Hawaii winners coming.
1: Oh, you better believe it. We'll pipe it in just for him. Um, but yeah, like I said, appreciate the voicemail from Rob. Uh, appreciate it last week from, uh, uh, from Hunter and from uh, Maddie. So uh, anybody else you know the numbers always in the bio. Uh, I once again am unprepared with it this week, so uh, keeping strong with that with that streak. Um, but uh, like I said it'll be in the in the info uh, the or I guess the you know details of the podcast so check it out there. Um, but yeah, guys. So, any anything else? Any storylines this week before we head out of here? Uh, besides us going ten and zero, that you know that are noteworthy. Uh, any any big games besides Georgia LSU? We've already kind of talked about that. I don't think there's anything else much going on.
2: Pac-12 after dark. Washington
3: Oregon's a pretty good one.
1: Yeah, that's a good one to have have late. Yeah, it's true.
3: Tomorrow night would be fun. Thursday night. Well, I guess it's tonight, but Thursday night you got Texas Tech TCU. Be a fun little Thursday night game.
1: Yeah, I thought about that as money line because TCU's uh, dropped a couple this year, but uh, I think uh, the quarterback for Bowman's still questionable, so um, we'll see about that one. But other than that, I think we're good to go here, guys. I will. Before go
2: we leave, I will go on the record and say uh, that if Memphis does in fact pull the upset, then next week I will be able to give a live report from what it was like on the field after the game. I will be on the field if Memphis pulls it off. So, uh oh, we will. Uh, they, the goalposts will definitely come down, I would think. So.
1: We're going to need a still shot of you on top of it.
2: So, you think, oh, yeah. we, you think Memphis would rush the field? <laughs> I mean, the defending national champs, they have won, what, 19 straight, number 10 in the nation? I, I think they're there, man. If you if you, lead, if if you lead the pack, then we're there. you got to lead the pack. Yeah. I'm a 27-year-old college kid, so, yeah, I'll lead the pack. <laughs>
0: All right,
1: awesome. Well, yeah, hopefully we get that live on the field report for that game. But other than that, I think we're good to go here. Appreciate you guys coming on again. Anytime. Always. All right. We'll see you next week. Peace.